0: Previously, on Just Gow in the City. Just Gow all day, all night. When Just Gow Dan's around, he's ready to party. Just Gow Dan will fix the problem. I'm, I'm going to pull a uh, Love Actually and just bring a duffel bag full of condoms. Oh, I didn't realize. You know, I'm going tired of myself. Have fun on your trip, jerk-off. One of my favorite authors, James Joyce DeWitt. Will you get out of the way, hot girl? I'm trying to get a video of Liza Minnelli. Ha-cha! Just got in the city Everybody's here looking good and pretty Been down, isn't it a pity Trying to make things looking bright and chippy All around people seem crazy Walking around trying not to be lazy But at night it's a different place Making it work in your own space Come on, come on and dance all night I'm here each week, it'll be alright Cause it's just out in the city Cause it's just out in the city Cause it's just out City. Hello, everybody, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Just Cow in the City, the City of Dublin. And everybody, hello, welcome to the July 19th, 2022 edition. Ah, oh, you limey bastard! Here we are at another show in another day, but back in New York City. York. New York! New York is a Yes, no, I'm back in New York City. It's a beautiful day. A beautiful day in the summer of New York City. The summer in the city. Oh, it's a Just cow in the city. This is just cow in the city. That's right. That's where I took it from. And next year, we'll change the tune so it's not on everybody's nerves. But for now, it's just cow in the city, everybody. And hello. Welcome back to another quality episode and a quality program. And again, if you pay on Patreon, I cannot thank you enough and uh, hope that I am delivering the quality performances on my, uh, between all my podcasts and my bonus clips that you say, I love contributing to Dave Juskow's Patreon page because I get my money's worth as a Patreon subscriber. Anyway, today will be no exception. Today will be an awesome podcast and an awesome bonus show. Obviously, there are plenty of photos, but hello and welcome me back. Welcome me back, lads. I keep calling everybody lads now, but yes, I'm back from my stupid trip, and boy, what I, I'll tell you, this place island is a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> no, everybody couldn't have been nicer, but I guess, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Obviously, I was complaining about going, but I'm glad I went as I knew I would be, and I cannot tell you how glad I am to be back. I love being back. See, that's the problem. I do need to go on more vacation. I need to go away more because I love coming back. I mean, I love coming back even when I go to my mother's on Thursdays normally. I like coming back. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I'm back home because, you know, it's such a drama to leave the house. If you live in New York City, there's there's drama from just exiting your door. You know, you can run into anybody at any time, go downstairs, Run into somebody, lots of noise and traffic and all this. So, you know, it's it's the the the, then you come back home and it's nice and quiet and you just sit around and you're like, "Whew, what a dramatic airport!" What a dramatic airport! My favorite line from High Anxiety. So, I guess we should just start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. If you start, at the, I didn't know how much I knew, so I just kept going. But, less, um well, I w- there's plenty of stuff to talk about, obviously. I didn't even bother looking at any news shit or anything. I guess I'll just start with the basics and talk about travel situations or whatever. So, as you know, me and my friend Jeff Ross. And let me just open this podcast by saying anything I say about Jeff Ross <laughs> when two guys, two friends... Spend, and, and this could be a husband or wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend. It doesn't matter what it is. When two people spend a lot of time together, you know, it, it gets it. Down. Now, there, there was no issues, you know, with me and Jeff. I'm just saying at the basis, no matter what I say or tell you for comedy purposes, I love Jeff Ross. Our relationship is still extremely solid. I love him as a friend. And I will never forget that he asked me to go on this trip with him. I will say, out of Annette Benning saying uh, in the American president, say, you know what? It is an honor to that you have chosen me to represent our country in this manner. I don't know what her exact wording was, but I will never forget that. That being said, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But here's how it started. I don't know whether I told you guys this. So you know, we're flying to Dublin, or we're going. The plan is to go to Dublin, and Jeff goes. Well, I'm going to fly first class, but you don't mind flying coach, right? So already I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ. But not because I had to fly coach. I don't care about that, and I didn't really expect them to get somebody another first class ticket. The thing that upset me is because I I always, you know, whenever I travel, I travel alone. Half of the reasons I don't travel is because I don't like traveling alone. One time I'd like to sit with somebody on a plane, you know, and have a a travel companion. I mean... Mm -hmm. Think about this. The only time I did how excited was I when I hated going to Kentucky with my mother, but I was glad I was traveling with somebody else. That's how bad it is for me. I'd prefer if my mother was traveling on the plane with me. That's when you know things are bad. So I just am sick of sitting alone. I'm sick of, you know, just being alone on a plane. I know we're traveling on the same plane and everything. Going there, going back. He's going to LA. I'm going to New York. So then it's completely alone, and I'm just sick of it. You know, I just so that was one of the reasons I really didn't want to go. And then him and his manager got on the phone in a three-way call and kind of bullied me into going. Like, why wouldn't you pass up a free trip? What is the matter with you? Have you lost your mind? And I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, it's like I mean, it sounds we're not flying together. And Jeff's like, well, I want to sleep on the plane anyway. I wouldn't talk to you anyway. And I'm like, well, I I, I guess I'd sleep too. It's just I, you know, it's um. It's like this. Like, you know, I sat next to this guy and he couldn't have been anything nicer. I like the window seat. And then I feel bad if I have to ask him to go to the bathroom. So I'm usually sitting there and I never go to the bathroom on the plane. And that's one of the reasons. I wanted to sit there somewhere someone where I could actually wake them up because they're not going to care because they're my friend, wife, girlfriend, or friend. And I could just say, do you mind? I really have to go to the bathroom really bad. And yes, they'd be annoyed. But, you know, it's, it's, we're friends. So that's one of the reasons I think, I mean, this is a long flight too, you know, so I prepared in advance, but here's the thing, right? I'm like, I bet you these guys put me in like a middle seat by the bathroom. I was really upset. So thank God we were flying on United Airlines and I was able to call my boy and he hooked me up, you know, with the seat that I wanted, a little extra leg room, you know, exit row, stuff like that. You know, I mean, I knew he couldn't bump me up to first class, but. Man, he played a practical joke on me that still is resonating today. It's, like, really freaking me out. This is, like, the kindest guy you could ever meet that works at Newark Airport. I just couldn't have been more thrilled because I said, well, can you at least fly me into Newark Airport? You know, since Jeff's flying on a different flight, can you at least make sure I fly into Newark? And his manager goes, the Newark isn't an international airport. You're not going to be able to do that. But this is a girl who's never been out of California, so she doesn't understand how it works. Folks, Newark Airport is where you want to fly in and out of When you're in the city, fuck JFK. Which is, by the way, heads up. I'm giving you a two year notice. That's going to be a disaster. They're starting construction on that, so that's going to get even worse. Maybe you can make a case for Laguardia, depending on where you're going. But Newark is the place, and you know, being a Jersey boy, I just feel comfortable there anyway. Newark is in New Jersey, in case you didn't know. And as long as you're not in the city of Newark, then it's perfectly fine because Newark's disgusting. And uh, I will, uh, you know, you could have people, the mayor of Newark call me and be like, how dare you say that? I'd be like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) You know your city sucks. So anyway, so my friend calls me up on, when when did I leave on Sunday? I guess he calls me Saturday. No, he called me Sunday morning. Sunday morning, flight day. And he goes, listen, dude, uh, I don't know. You know, I don't know. you, uh, You said Jeff's your friend, right? And I'm like, yeah, like best friend. And he's like, well, he gave you, like, the worst ticket um, that you could buy for somebody. Like, there's nothing I can do with this ticket. You're not even allowed to bring on luggage. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, you have to, like, put stuff in a duffel bag, like the way Artie used to, and just fly that way, and maybe you'll be able to get it on. Otherwise, like, he has you by the bathrooms in a middle seat, and I don't know what kind of friend this is. And I'm like, you're, you're kidding, right? No, this is really bad. He just kept going on with the gag and I was almost about to cry and and cancel the trip. I mean, if I couldn't bring a piece of luggage. Um, but he was completely joking and I was ugh. I mean, I was he had me. He got me good. I just never expected that from this guy. So, it's those kind of people, you know, like there's people in my life like my friend Evan or something. I'm I'm going to be like, "I know he's toying with me because he does it all the time." But this guy, I wouldn't expect it from. So he definitely had me. He definitely had me. I'm like, I knew it. I knew they were going to do that to me. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. It's all good. I have to keep taking some sips of coffee, as usual, because I'm really excited to be back. Even though I hate Dunkin' Donuts coffee, I'm excited that I got to um, go there today. Anywho, uh, so that made me feel so much better that he was going to be able to help me and get the seats I wanted and not, you know, even not sit in an aisle, which would have been better to go to the bathroom. But I... And more of the feeling of sitting next to the window Falling asleep and then letting it go I do get nervous on the way home Because I know I tend to wake up in the middle Going there I'm usually good to pass out for the whole trip So it's all taken care of I get a limo For real a limo to the place Like it's all taken care of You know I get this girl comes in Friday Gives me a COVID test Um, I asked her out Which I don't think She comes to the house Give me a COVID test They need to get a COVID test for the show Remember this is for the show Name that tune on Fox. Just got out in the city. Tonight. On Fox. They even had to do ads. It was really cool. But for some reason, they filmed it in Ireland. Who knows why? I had to get a COVID test. I thought it was for the plane, but it's just for Fox needed a COVID test. So this girl comes over, and she's really pretty, and she gives me a test in my apartment. And we were talking, and she's like, we're, I don't know, for some reason, we are talking about chicken wings. <laughs> and I said, well, I know a place. I guess she told me where she lived, and she lives near that chicken wing place, you know, in Hell's Kitchen. And I'm like, I'm going to give you a call in September. I'll bring it, bring it over to the place. That way it didn't seem so creepy. I'm like, I'll call you in September. I'll tell you. And so, you know, I took her number and I'm going to call her in September. So as long as I don't contact her until September, it doesn't sound as creepy. Now I've found ways to get around being completely creepy. Uh, but no, she was really nice. And I, I wasn't, you know, doing anything except saying, do you want to come get chicken wings? Which I think is a fair thing when it comes to chicken wings. Everybody knows it's a good time i mean, going to ask her to come out with a bunch of friends in a place. You know, it's not that big a deal. And she was very, very nice. I mean, uh, I was like, can I get you anything? Do you want some water? Is it in a bottle? It is. And she's like, oh, my God, I would love some water. So you see, that, why would you take water from a creepy guy? Am I right? But when you're that thirsty, <laughs> you would. Oh, this coffee is really hitting the spot today. Hmm. So yeah, I got a limo there. Like it was, I didn't have to do anything. You know, they took care of everything and everything except for you know first class, big deal. It, it did really, it really didn't bother me at all. Nice hotel, the Intercontinental Hotel in Dublin, beautiful hotel. So I was very excited. I took the limo there. I got there in plenty of time. Jeff got there with ten minutes to spare, which is amazing because <laughs> he was like, oh, I just landed at Teeterboro, and now, and he had flown from oh L.A. to Ohio to do a Chappelle gig then to Washington, D.C., then to Teterboro, then Newark. Then, then. I mean, he was a mess. I don't know how he does that. It was very impressive. Then he went to see his sister for a little bit, like before he got to the airport. And you know me. I'm like, I can only do, if I'm flying, that's all I can do that day. There's nothing I can do. But he's so used to it, I guess. He can do multiple things, which is so impressive. So impressive. So we... Uh, you know, we got to the airport, said hello, and then went went along our separate ways because, uh, you know, we weren't going to see each other for eight hours. That's fine. So I got on the plane, sat next to this guy from Ireland. He was terrific. We were talking for a while. His daughters were in front of us because they they started talking to each other. I'm like, um, you know, the people in front. He goes, Yeah, those are my two daughters. I'm like, oh, is that right? He was going to Ireland to see his mother. And it was fun, and he was uh, drinking and stuff, and he was a nice guy. So that was really cool. On the way back, it was uh, the exact opposite. But um, so it was a. I love he was telling me, you know, kind of places to go, what to do, what to do. But uh, just so you know, in uh, telling all these stories, no one knows where what. No one knows anything over there. No one has any information. As I continue with the story, and I'm just kind of doing it in a linear. Uh, fashion and just kind of telling you the story that is what today's podcast is all about I'm going to call it dumb and Dubliner as Jeff um, if you were saw on Instagram we posted when we were at the statue of James Joyce DeWitt <laughs> that's every time it's gonna be funny oh Jack so the flight is simple it's great you know I tell you I really I I don't know why I'm afraid of flight. like I wasn't Everything was fine, right? I mean, they, those flights, they got it figured out, you know? Let's say it's a seven-hour flight. And you guys travel before, for, but for me, it's always like a miracle. I don't know. And I love airplane food. I love it. So I get really excited. But they got it figured out, you know? You sit there, you take off. All of a sudden, they bring the drink service, right? So that is, you're killing time. It's really smart. You get drinks. I just had a ginger ale, right? I had a ginger ale. I don't want to make any trouble. I don't want to... Tr- I know I'm going to have to go to the bathroom at one point, but I, I got to make it light. So I just had a ginger ale. I don't want any stomach issues. I took some Pepto-Bismol before I got on the plane because I started getting stomach issues, but it was clearly all stress and nervousness, although I did drink a couple days before because I thought I'd go backwards. I want to tell you about uh, Thursday and Friday and Saturday, the week before, but I figured let's just start with Ireland. Who are we kidding? Here's the money shot here. So I'm just diving in with this. So that you know, then they bring you the dinner, and the dinner's great, and it's you know you got a dessert after, and that takes time. And oh, it was great! They had The Big Bang Theory on, <laughs> like uh, you know, I could watch. It It was like being at my house. And by the time you're finished with dinner, I mean, I guess you guys all know this. I'm still fascinated by it. I don't know why it still makes me uh, uh, still amazed by it. It's like two hours in, you know. Then there's like four hours to go. So then you know, finally fall asleep for like two or three hours, which is great. And by the time they. They I didn't know they turn on the lights, they're like, Hey, it's breakfast time. And they give you Cheerios. I didn't want anything for breakfast, but um, you know, I took a tomato juice. This guy ordered a tomato juice. I'm like, what did he just say? She's like, I ordered a tomato juice. I'll have that too. That sounds amazing. Oh, a tomato juice after sleep. Oh, that sounded perfect. So I had a little tomato juice and all of a sudden we were in London uh, Dublin. I actually took I never opened my phone on the plane before, but I put it on because the difference And when you're, uh, Jeff had just, I just saw, he just posted a picture of it. The difference of flying into Dublin where everything's all green and and, and to flying into Newark Airport where everything's all gross and dirty, even though you have the backdrop of New York City, but mostly in America, you know, when you're flying over, you just see baseball fields. But uh, in Dublin, boy, it's all green and beautiful. It's uh, right away, you know, you're like, uh, wow, this seems different. We land. And uh, we immediately, oh, and uh, right, there's immediately a problem with uh, Jeff's Jeff's uh, checked bag. It was like the last one to come out, or maybe it wasn't, and he was just, he had, you know, he had jet lag over jet lag over jet lag, you know, so I, I don't think he was paying attention, and I don't know, he was, you know, we went to this lady, and she just was having none of it, and like, she's like, everybody comes to us, and then we find the bag later, and that's exactly what happened. So, you know, we knew, I wasn't. I was sure we were going to find the bag. I wasn't worried in the least because they had so much luggage piled away from people that just said they lost their bags, but there they are. It was uh, unbelievable, quite frankly. But I will tell you this also. There wasn't one delay or issue. The plane left right on time. I don't know what everybody's fucking talking about. And back to <laughs> no issues whatsoever. What the hell? Are you, where are you guys flying to? So it was. it was beautiful. It was exciting getting my uh, passport stamped for the first time. It was a brand new passport. Very exciting. You know, I see the guy. He's like, what are you here for? I'm like, what am I here for? Are you kidding me? I mean, I could. No, I didn't do it. You don't want to fuck with those guys. Yeah, then we uh, took a, we went. So we take the limo uh, to the hotel. And when I say limo these days, you know, it's like a truck. You know, it's beautiful. (laughs) It's not like the old days with, with a stretch limo, which would be fun too. But these beautiful, nice, big trucks. And we got to the hotel, and Kevin Nealon had been filming the show. So he was there, and I said, oh, tell him, you know, I'm here too. Because we've known each other for a while, but he, he didn't do that. I don't know why. But he was like, we'll have breakfast with Kevin. He's, he's going to wait for us. So as soon as we got there, we put, ourselves, we put our bags in the uh, rooms, which was beautiful, beautiful room, nice and cold and clean. Uh, we went right downstairs and had breakfast with Kevin Nealon. Now, what's better than that to start your trip? We had a beautiful breakfast in the, in the dining room, you know, in the, in the area of the hotel, a buffet style. You know, I, I just said, let's get an Irish breakfast. Let's get an Irish breakfast. But we did get an Irish breakfast. They had it all. They had everything I wanted. They had the, the black and white puddings, which I don't like, but it makes the Irish breakfast. The stewed tomatoes, the potatoes, uh, the potatoes. The the uh, eggs, bacon, um, sausage, and it would normally never eat sausage, but he had to because you want to have the full breakfast. Coffee, orange juice—it was fantastic. And Kevin Nealon is one of the greatest, funniest, nicest guys you will ever meet in this business. Now we have, you know, met and hung out before, but he is. This is why this Kevin Nealon and Kenan Thompson. Probably have the most uh, scenario, like the most years on SNL. And that has to come from now. I know Daryl Hammond was on for a while, but he's not like a great guy, you know. But it's clear that Kenan Thompson must be a terrific person, uh, even as funny as he is and everything. And he's definitely paid his dues being a child star and doing all this, and he doesn't want to leave, which is great. But Kevin Nealon had to be a a wonderful guy as well, which he is. Because you don't stay on a show nine years without if you're a douchebag. You know what I'm saying? I mean, clearly people want you on the show. You like being on the show. You get how great it is to be on that show. But this guy is really terrific. So we're having breakfast, we're having laughs, we're having a good time. Kevin's giving Jeff some pointers on playing the game. And then he's like, he's because Randy Jackson from the Jackson Five is on the show. No, I'm just kidding. It's Randy Jackson, the bass player from Journey or whatever he is from American Idol. Is the co-host with Jane Krakowski on this show, name that tune. And I don't know what Randy Jackson's doing, but he's like, oh, Randy likes to come in here later and you know hang out and drink. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. I can't wait to do that. And I want to meet Randy Jackson so I can do the line from trading places. Look, that's about Randy Jackson from the Jackson 5, right? He's like, I I suppose so. But you know, he's not Randy Jackson from the Jackson 5, which drives me insane because I want it to be Randy Jackson from the Jackson 5 so I can use the line from Trading Places, which, of course, nobody knows except me. Randy, that's like Randy Jackson from the Jackson 5, right? Morte, Randy. Yeah, that's like Randy Jackson from the Jackson 5, right? I just want to see that fucking line. He's not going to get it, even though I said, I wonder if I'll be drunk enough to say that to him. And then they say, hey, you ever see the movie Trading Place? And they do all this, but I never got to meet Randy Jackson, just lo and behold. Anyway, uh, we're having breakfast. We're having a lovely time. And Jeff can't take it anymore. He's got to go to his room and go to bed. Can't blame the guy. He's a mess. And for me, as you know, Jessica Dan up for whatever. He's like, "Should we take him out?" I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. I'm here. Whatever you want to do. Whenever you wake up, I'm ready to go." Jessica Dan, which by the way, that character is now finished until he needs to be taken out of retirement again. That character had had it, (laughs) but there were remnants of it. Last night, uh, taping this on Friday and Thursday, all will be explained afterwards. Stay tuned for more Just Kadan after these messages. Slower than an old lady in a walker, more powerful than anything Pepto Bismol can dish out, able to leap over small puddles in a crunch. Look up in the sky, complaining about not getting his drinks in a proper manner. Yes, it's Just Kadan. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities to put people to sleep with extensive talking and stories that go nowhere. Juskadan, who can party until sunrise, call an Uber with a single finger, and, who disguised as David Juskow, a cranky old reporter who writes for an even older people's magazine, fights a never-ending battle of confliction between trying to act young and wanting to go home to have a sandwich and call it a night, but continues the fight for food, beer, and the American way. So Kevin, Kevin has to catch his, um, his limo back to the airport at around 1130. So he goes, let's go for a walk, Dave, let's go for a walk. So we go and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So, I mean, I'm wide awake and ready to go. I slept on the plane. I'm, the, I'm, I'm as good as uh, Robert Duvall, the godfather. Tom didn't interrupt. No, I slept on the plane. I remember that line because I was like, how did you sleep on the plane? can sleep on a plane but now i've now with xanax i can sleep on a plane so uh no fine fine sleeping on a plane and uh even the time difference never affected me never affected me it was uh what was it nine in the morning there so it was uh three in the morning yeah you know these are my regular hours now my hours are you now i wake up at 5 30 in the morning plus i'm up till three in the morning so i don't get jet lag i don't give a shit jeff goes to bed and kevin and i go for this a terrific walk i've got photos of everything down to this water that he wanted to go. I can't remember what it was called. And we just had a great time and a great talk. He's so funny. And we went down to this, like, you know, little, uh, play, this little town that was beautiful, which I could never find again. Cause Jeff's like, let's go walking where you and Kevin went and it. And then it's so funny. Jeff is just like me. He's just, he does not want to miss out on anything after we came back. He's like, Oh no, I'm sorry. I missed. I'm like, Jeff, I swear to God, you missed nothing (laughs) I promise it was just just talking and having a good time we uh took a picture of the three of us so we could send to Sarah Silverman because Sarah and Kevin are very close me and Sarah are very close Jeff's very close so we took a picture of the three of us which was super fun so then Kevin and I took a picture uh on this water together and it was great and then he told me he had this great this book coming out where he just drew caricatures of all these people and then little blurbs about them I'm like that sounds great. But then he showed me the pictures and they are awesome. You know, I thought they were going to be just like, you know, black and white crap or something, you know, doodles, but they're really good. You know, they're really good. And I'm not just saying I mean, I, I, I could have said it, but I, I no, they were ex- like, I want to buy this book. It looks like fun and I love picture books. So this book is perfect for me. So he showed me a little bit of the sample and, and then we got lost. We could not find our way back. And his car was going to be there. He had to leave. So we had to call an Uber to get us out of there. Uh, and they don't really have Ubers there. The Uber system works, but it's a taxi. When we were in the taxi, we were, we. were it took us so long to get back. They're like, where the, did we go? And the next day, even like on my map, I have a timeline of where I walk and everything. I still couldn't figure out where we went. It was so confusing. And, bus, you know, they drive on the left side of the street there and they ride on the right side you know they're driving on the right side so it just always looks like the driver's insane you know what it looks like when you're driving in another place like that in a taxi it looks like everybody's the night bus from Harry Potter 3 where they that night bus appears and that crazy old man driver is driving through London but it's a ghost bus and then it gets I mean that's what it looks like when you're in the back of a cab, when you're very used to driving on the right side of the road, it really looks like everyone's gone insane and there is no way we're going to get out of this alive. And our driver's crazy. So that's hilarious too. Like I said, I am not used to traveling. So this, you know, threw me off, but anyway, we had such a good goddamn time. Even getting lost was fun. You know, then it's an adventure with Kevin Nealon. He's so nice and so tall. That he's like, we took a picture and he goes, No, no, you're too short. You got to get up here and we got to take another one. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh. <laughs> and I was already feeling pretty tall. I think I'm taller than most Irish people. So <laughs> even just being 5'10 <laughs> with him, he's, you know, really tall. So, oh, what a sweetheart, guy. So, what a great way to kick things off. Um, And I, in a genius move, which I'm sure I guess they would have figured out there, but. In a genius move, I bought AC adapters, you know, thinking outside the box. I'm like, how am I going to charge my phone? I know that European electricity is weird. So I got three AC adapters online. uh, So I gave one to Jeff. I'm like, here, you're going to need this. And he's like, oh, good thinking. They probably have one at the hotel. And I found out they do, but they charge money for it. So, but it was cool. So I had two of them and it was brilliant. Uh, you know, because you, t- you can't be in a situation where you can't charge your phone. So smart move on my part. Plus, I had I bought my steamer with me, which has changed my life around that that girl, uh, Kate, gave to me. You know, I talk to her about it all the time. I'm like, I'll never uh, thank you enough for giving me this, you know, personal steamer, which has really just changed everything. She goes, oh, yeah, you save so much money be- with between Febreze and just steaming. You don't have to go to a dry cleaner anymore. And it's funny when a model says that, that means like, what does that mean? Anyway, with the steamer into the AC, it blew up. It just couldn't take the current at all. And I was so upset that I lost my favorite <laughs> new gift, my personal steamer. But fortunately, the phone worked perfect. I, I don't know. I guess it's just not made for that kind of that kind of electricity. It blew up. <laughs> it was really fucked up. But I guess it's good enough for a phone. So anyway, we left that day and we said, you know, finally when Jeff woke up, like, because by the time he woke up, I was ready to take a nap. And I'm like, well, I don't know what he's doing and I'm not bothering him. You know, this is I'm not bothering him. Like, come on, what are you doing? I'm just whenever he calls me, that's when I'm ready to go. So I know I went down. Yeah, no. So I was waiting for him. We decided like, I don't know, maybe one o'clock, two o'clock. We decided to go out and, you know, see something. I go downstairs and I run into. Jack McBrayer, and if you know that guy, he—I mean, for my money, I mean, he's been on Thirty Rock for years. Makes sense that he's there with Jane Krakowski. You know, he's also plays Penny's brother on The Big Bang Theory, which, of course, I know everything about that. He was on Jack and Triumph, um, which apparently he completely sabotaged, and those guys hate him now. But he's an interesting fellow, and it was uh, interesting to meet him and see him, and we talked for a little bit. Then I met this uh, gymnast, Michaela Skinner. Michaela skinner she was like really pretty so i introduced myself immediately and then of course she's like well me and my husband i'm like well i'll see you later but she's a gymnast and then i said something stupid which bothered me like not stupid but she said she was a gymnast and i i know Michaela barone i think that's her name or Michaela marone she's that one that really got screwed by that doctor that molested everybody but was in the olympics and made that face you know like um that she's known for, but I follow her on Instagram because she's really hot. I thought it was, but I was like, this isn't her. So that's why I was getting confused and I'm like, well, I know Simone Biles and then you could see that girl was like, yeah, all right. So she was pretty pissed off, but um that's all right. I felt a little bad, but not that bad. But she was uh really, pr- and they said that Sean Johnson was there and I have always had a crush on her since her Olympics uh so i was kind of hoping to meet her but she did, she wasn't there at the time but all these people were just gathered downstairs and i was just talking to the girls that run as soon as we got there we had to get a covid test as soon as we got there we went into this room and got a co- another covid test and it was just constant covid tests right but i never got it never had it apparently i don't i never saw my results so i guess they would have told me we would just keep getting covid tests but then we met all the other you know people who were on the show so it was exciting And I was talking to the girls that run the show because they were really great. Because Kevin goes, oh, I just go downstairs and talk to the girls that run the show. So I started making that my daily routine. And they become my friends. And I got a couple other numbers just uh, because they were really fun and cool. And Jeff was always in his room uh, doing whatever. So by the time he came down, I was like, like, oh, I've been talking to some people. And I think I know where we can go. And so he came down and he goes, okay, I want to get... There was a, I was here five years ago, and I got this unbelievable Acai Bowl. Asea, I don't know how to pronounce it. A C A A I Bowl. It's like a healthy, stupid bowl. And I'm like, why does this guy want to get a healthy bowl of anything? I don't know. <laughs> but he wanted to go to this place. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Let's. Go. He, got, he had a picture of the last guy that made it for him at this one place. And I'm like, yeah, let's go there. So we took a cab to... I don't know what it's called, like this arcade. It was called something, right? There's only one location in town. So we we go, and then, now I've been watching this thing, this thing called earthcam.com, earthcam.com, and there's a, a thing where you can go on and you see live streams of everything. Like I use it at my office because it has no windows to see if it's raining outside. They have an earthcam of Times Square. It's a really good, clear vision. I can see whether it's raining or not, whether people are holding up umbrellas. I mean, it's ridiculous that I can't look out the window, right? So they had one of Dublin and I was looking up all week, this thing called the temple bar, but the temple bar is also a location, but it's also a bar and it's a complete touristy thing. And I was looking at that the whole time and then they have an inside of the temple bar. So I was like, well, that's where we'll probably end up at some point in that area. It's you know, everything's around that area in Dublin, but we go to this arcade and it's great. And, uh, or it's nice enough. And we're just looking around and shopping. And Jeff just likes, he just likes people watching. And a lot of people recognized him, which was amazing. And, of course, he loves that. But why wouldn't he? That, it's exciting. Somebody, you know, recognizing a town. So I'm always up for taking pictures of everybody. He, they, he, he was excited. They were excited. They were excited. I mean, think about, you know, if you made a celebrity overseas, it's much easier to approach them. Because, you know, you're sharing, you're, hey, I'm an American too. You know, it's it's different than here. So you don't feel like an asshole. You're like, oh, we're sharing this experience of being Americans abroad. So it's great. So we go to this place. He finds the place, or, or I find it. That's My job is to find all these places. and It was not easy. You know, it was like I was the, the apparently the manager and uh, coordinator for our trip. And I'm like doing the best I can. And I kept getting it all fucked up. I think we walked around this one place and I just couldn't find it. I don't. I got lost, just like me and Kevin Nealon. Kevin Nealon told me he got lost four times while he was there. And the same thing happened to me, even with MapQuest. When you're walking around, I don't know where we were going. I'd never been there before. <laughs> so with Dory, we got lost like once in London. But, you know, we worked it out. And, but Jeff doesn't have a lot of patience because he always needs to eat. So that's the thing. You know, he, we got to get somewhere where he can get a meal. So that always, you know, is the uh, issue. But we so we go to this place and he finds the place and there's a really pretty girl working there and he goes, hey, do you know this guy used to work here? I can't remember his name, but here's his picture. And she goes, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he moved. We have another location now and he moved there. And um, it was really funny because this place had gone so downhill that Jeff said made this best bowl that their machines were slow and they weren't working. and And then this girl finally made him a bowl and it was like, awful. He said it was awful. It was like cold, but he ate the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, well, "Why are you eating it? Just, just throw it out." And he's like, "I'm hungry." And I'm like, "But it looks awful. Like it just doesn't look healthy or anything. It was all iced. It was oh. It was gross." But this little thing, I bought a shirt. I walked into the store. I'm like, "I I got to have this shirt. It's like a little David Bowie shirt." But I don't know what's up with their sizes there. So I try on a, a large and that's small, so I try I think I bought finally an extra large but I probably needed an extra, extra large and have it just, I don't know, it was like running large usually completely fits me no matter how much I'm eating or whatever but in this particular style so I don't think I could button it up but just like if you wear, or the lady was like if you wear a shirt underneath it'll be cool, I'm like you're right it will be cool and it's a really cool shirt so I'm like yeah, I'm going to buy it, I'm going to get a shirt while I'm here which is insane, right, I'm going to carry this around like a tourist which is something I also hate, as you know, but I just did it. I probably should have bought my backpack. I don't know what I was thinking of why I didn't bring my backpack with me. When you are a tourist, it's easy to just carry around a backpack, but I guess I just wasn't sure what the day was going to bring us, and I didn't know what we were doing, and every time I left to go, I assumed we'd go back to the hotel, change, and then, like, prepare for dinner, but I guess the hotel was about 20 minutes away from everywhere, so that was an issue. But then we just kind of hung around this nice little town, which was nice. And then we were looking to get our first Guinness. you know, Or me, I was. I was like, I want to try Guinness. And we just wanted to find the proper bar. And, you know, this Temple Bar wasn't the place. I'm like, where do we go? I mean, we asked and called everybody. Where do we go? Where do we go to a local place? A local place. But we still, we just couldn't find it. So we were walking and walking. And we ended up going to this park. And just hanging around the park. Jeff loves to just walk around. He loves to go to a park. This is not what I like. I do not like this. I like to have a plan of action. If we go to the park, but we know where we're going, it's good. But then I was panicked because I think he was like, well, find a place for us while we're at the park. And I'm like, uh. and then I started to get um, diarrhea. Was, my stomach started to hurt because I think it was a lot of pressure. But it also could have been everything I'd had the last two days. The pressure of flying the breakfast, who the fuck knows? You know what I mean? Uh, So my stomach's starting to rumble. I'm getting a little nervous, but everything's okay. So we get a little high, which is always better, which was really good. So we're trying to find a place after the park, which was really, the park was very nice, very nice. It was like going to Washington Square Park, but cleaner and better and with nicer people and not so much dregs and gross people. And uh, that's where we saw the James Joyce statue and, he likes that historical stuff and everything. I like it too. I just um I, I just need like I I don't know. I was just worried about where we were going to go next, I guess. That's me. But Jeff's so cool. He just takes everything in stride, you know. He's like, "Let's go with the flow." Unless he has to eat, then it becomes problematic. <laughs> but I'm that way too. I mean, let's face it. I, you know, you know I love eating. So, we're calling everybody. I'm calling Colin Smith, you know, the musician Colin Smith. I'm like, "I'm calling him." I'm like, "Dude, where can we go to have our first Guinness? And finally, a couple people, I mean, nobody seemed to know anything or where we could eat late at night or anything like nobody knew anything. It was really weird. And then I thought of the same way. I'm like, if somebody called me and they asked me where to go, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You know, you have to meet that one person that seems to be like, I know exactly where you need to go and this is what you need to do. And the funny thing is I had that person in my friend Katie's brother who actually lives In Ireland, but not in Dublin. He lives an hour out. And he would have been the guy, but he didn't say he would come in until Wednesday when we were already leaving. And he's like, I'll come in. I'll tell you where to go. And I'm like, we're leaving now. Thanks for nothing, Joey. But we went to this place called, I don't know what the the fuck it was called. B-R-U-X. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. We walk in this place. It's definitely touristy, but it was cool. And Colin said, go there. So we go in, and I immediately asked this young guy. I immediately get into trouble. Now, I am doing everything not to be a dick in a foreign land because I don't want any trouble. But there's this young guy at the bar, and I said, we'd like two Guinnesses, please. And then I said, now, sometimes I order a black and tan. What would you put in it? He goes, oh, Smithwick's or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. i have a little conversation with the guy. I said, well, maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll try that. He goes, oh, no, no, we can't make that. I said, why can't you make it? We're not allowed to mix. Too many people have been getting fucked up, and we're not allowed to mix it. You know, a lot of people have been coming in with car bombs, uh, which is a drink. Uh, they're getting too so. We've been told we hadn't made. It. I'm like, wait a minute, you, you can't mix two beers together. Yeah, that's right, we can't do it. And his manager or the owner of the place, who's an Asian guy, is running around him. He's like walking around him. And he brings him aside. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can't mix beer. I thought you said we could. And then the manager comes up. and He's like, I don't know what this kid is telling you. But yeah, that's not a problem. So I got the kid in trouble, <laughs> which was hilarious. Then an American comes in and he's just like, what the hell's the matter with you? You can't mix beer, you dumb fuck. And then he got in trouble. It was awesome. The kid was an idiot. I mean, I didn't want to get him in trouble. But all I did was ask. Him. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't want to be disrespectful, but you, what do you mean you can't mix beer? How is mixing beer? I understand if you say you can't put a vodka shot in it. I get that. But I don't understand how mixing beer is going to be a problem. Kid didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. And then the manager came over. He was really nice. And we made up with everybody. Everything was cool. And certainly there, tipping helps. So we got pictures of me and Jeff having our first Guinness. And I will tell you, it was fantastic. Now, I got to rehave it here. The thing, the Guinness over there, at least for me right now, until I try a Guinness over here again, which I haven't had in years straight, because I always dilute it, tasted like a black and tan. So it tasted exactly what I wanted it to be. And I was all over it. Jeff, I didn't know, doesn't drink. He drinks tequila. He's a big pot guy. He doesn't really care for beer. So it was nice of him to have one with me. I had to have Guinness the first day, right? I had two of those, and he just had one and it was it was great. We sat outside again. It was really nice having a outside and then we are trying to figure out all right, where can we eat and uh he got a recommendation from some musician, and it was up to me to find where the place was. It was over a bridge, over some water. uh what was the name of that place uh oh, crap um wait the 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 oh the staircase, the wavy staircase or I can't remember what it was called, but it was it was perfect. You go up the winding staircase. You go up this place, and it's just like a really small place overlooking the water. It was nice, and their menu is, you know, different. So the first thing I do is I have a scotch egg, and I'm like, now I know this is going to give me diarrhea. I'm doomed. There's no way a runny egg at this point is not going to, you know, make trouble, but it was delicious. It looked delicious, and so... Jeff's manager sent me pictures of her making something just like that. And I said, look, a Scotch egg, don't you make those at home? She goes, I never make those. I mean, this woman is insane. And then I showed Jeff a picture. I'm like, look, this is the picture she sent me of what she made. Okay, it's not a Scotch egg, but it's the same thing with the runny yolk inside. And he goes, yeah, that is the same thing. So I don't know what her deal is, even though I love her to death. (laughs) It's just kind of funny that she's always like, I never did anything like that. There's no international airport at Newark Airport. I'm like, Jeff, you might want to get another manager. But you don't. She's the best manager because um, she's also Sarah's manager. And, she's, and she got me the uh, job at TBS. So I never want them to switch managers. And I've seen her go to work. Man, I wish she was my manager. I wish she was. Now, she may not know that Newark has an international airport, but who the fuck gives a shit, right? Because when there's some, if she's coming with you on your gig and something's gone wrong, it's like in the movies. You know, she's a sweetheart, but then she becomes like, "Now you listen to me and you listen good. I'm going to make so much trouble for you. Your head's going to spin. You don't get this correct. This guy has to be on a first class flight in the morning." He she's like the uh, manager in Spinal Tap. Now these people are tired and they are hungry and they want to rest and we were so demanded 7 hotel rooms. "Now you listen to me, you twisted old fruit. I'm just as God made me, sir." She's like that. She's a bull. A pit bull. Are you uh, are you spinal
1: tap? Spinal, spinal tap. Welcome to Memphis,
0: gentlemen. We have a slight problem with your reservation. Nothing serious, I'm afraid. slight? You wanted seven, uh, seven suites. Seven suites. Yes, he we, he mistakenly put you on the seventh floor with one suite. How... that's well, the... considerably more than minor. But well, it's a good size room, sir. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a king leisure. We can get you a... a oh, p- are we going to get 14 people in a king leisure bed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't tempt me, sir. Have a good time. No, we right. we we we'll take Welcome, place a place a place a place welcome gentlemen. And very attractive hey, hey, listen listen to me. Know, yes, we want sir. these suites. we want them now, okay? These people are tired. Yes, sir. We, we can have your reader. Perhaps you can help me. a hand, please? Yeah. I'll tell you what's wrong, okay? This twisted old fruit here tells me that you have got my reservation. But uh, knows nothing about apparently a scotch egg and international flights. But then, So then I was nervous about my stomach. So I ordered mussels. Now, you're probably sitting there going like, well, that's just going to make your stomach worse. I don't know. Maybe it would, but it seemed like they were just little mussels. But they were like in a uh, milk-based thing. I mean, they were delicious. And there were so many of them. And uh, there was mussels and shrimp. It was goddamn delicious. And I got to a point and I'm like, mm, this is not good. I even went to the bathroom there trying to, you know, work stuff out, but just wasn't working. Who knows why? Maybe I was like nervous. Was... Whatever it is. Uh we left there, walked over to the temple bar. That's right. We walked over to the place that I had seen on the Earth Cam, talked to the security guard, hung around this place. Jeff was really excited. Lots of people recognized him. And I was calling my sister and my friend Joe on the phone. I say so you got to turn on Earthcam. I'm here, and you say to yourself, "Well, we could have done that in FaceTime, but there was something about the fact that everybody in the world is watching at this one point, and I'm just waving to the camera." And, jo- and Joe is like, "I mean, it's so detailed. You're like, what do you got in your bag? What do you ca- what are you and Jeff carrying in your bags? <laughs> Jeff's wearing shorts. It, it's just that's how detailed it was, but it was great, and I was bouncing around, having a really good time." And we were talking to the security guard, and he was really cool and funny at Temple Bar, and he's really good at what he does. Oh my God, just sit there and he watches these people come and say, No, no, fellas, no. And I'm like, How do you know not to bring ah, They were here before. Well, he's really good at his job. And then I was like, Jeff, I, I think it's over for me. I I have to get home, and we can't walk because the walk would have taken 40 minutes. And I think I have to take a cab. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah, it wasn't, it was over for me in the sense of, my stomach and I almost didn't make it. And he was so upset because I ran out of the car and I'm like, Jeff, I'm sorry. You know, I, I I ran out of the car and I ran to my hotel room, you know, just, uh, you know, it was great. (laughs) I needed to be, I said, I can come down in a second. We can hang out some more. But right now, if I don't make it home and that's after like five days of, you know, pulling a true Jessica Dan, And uh, unfortunately, I guess I should have started it on Monday. But who knows what it was. You know how my stomach is sometimes. It's been much better over the years. But stress, eating, drinking, getting high. Who knows what else. It it was uh, (laughs) yipes. I didn't think I was going to make it. I mean, I love these stories. But Jeff was, thank God, he was very kind. And he uh, he was okay, and he understood. It's funny that he never has a problem with that. So, <laughs> but uh, then you know we were ready. Tuesday was the big show day, in which we knew we had to go to uh, tape the show. But we woke up again, had the breakfast. At, oh god, it was great. But he had to he had to run and do like a practice for it. So I just kind of sat there by myself. But at that point, I didn't mind because I knew some of the people there and everything, and I was just so happy to be eating. Uh, you know, sitting in the in the lobby, in the the hotel in that place. It was so nice. And, you know, having some muffins with jam and stuff. I tried not to eat some of the stuff I had yesterday, but I'll be like, oh, I'm okay. I was just, it was just that night. And that's all it was for real. Everything was fine. And then, so we finish and then I'm just waiting for him. And he's like, let's go to lunch. And I'm like, are you sure you want to have a big lunch? You know, because you know, you have the show tonight and stuff. He's like, no, I'm starving. So then we're just walking. He's not allowed to leave the hotel because of COVID protocols again. We had to get another COVID test. But we leave the hotel. and We walk around a little bit and we're just looking for a place to eat. But it's like after two and everything closes down at two for lunch, you know, until they reopen or they don't open at all. And then he, he really wanted to get Indian food and I was in a panic. I'm like, that... After what happened last night is not going to work for me. But again, Cheska Dan says no to nothing. And if Jeff wants to get Indian food, then I am all in. And, but we walked around like a mile before he could decide where we wanted to go. There was one place open. But he you know, he was like, no, let's find another place. But it was like we couldn't really leave the area. We couldn't get in a taxi and go anywhere because he had to come back. So we just had to make a decision. And I was just like, why don't we just have a muffin you know, then maybe we can eat later or something. But but we ended up going to this place called Rolo's. I think it was called that. I mean, finally, the Indian food place was closed. And I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Because that, I mean, Indian food, forget it. After what happened last night, that wasn't for me. I don't like Indian food anyway, but I can't imagine that would end well. Maybe I'd be okay. I don't know. That just didn't seem like a good lunch for me in this situation. But we went to this place called Rolo's. That was open for a while and had really nice on this terrace, the street and stuff. And it was it was fucking unbelievable. We had the wings and they were great chicken wings. They were delicious. They I don't know. I guess they were barbecue, but they were they were like perfect. They might have been like the third best wings I've ever had. You know, the Buffalo being the scruffy Duffy's and then the cellar being two. And then these really being three. They were delicious. and They were tiny, which I like. And they were really good. And then I ordered a club sandwich, and I, I think I told Jeff, "I'm like, well, I've always wanted to come this, I always wanted to come to Ireland see their take on the club sandwich." <laughs> I think, I think that's from The Simpsons. We had a club sandwich, and the club sandwich was amazing. I don't even know what was in it, but it was really good. And uh, I was just nervous about eating in general, and I just didn't want any trouble before the show or anything. But it was great. And then we had a cappuccino, and it was great. I just kept drinking coffee, you know, and just doing, you know, you're, you're toying with your stomach there. But it was great. Went back to the hotel room. I finally ran into Sean Johnson. I was thrilled. I love Sean Johnson. She is a gymnast from years ago, I guess. And I, I don't know why. I always thought she was really pretty. So I got to meet her finally, which I was really excited about. And she really is pretty. And uh, she was really nice and I'm not allowed to tell you who won or anything, so I'll just keep that to myself because I guess I know all the results, but um, whatever the case may be, I finally, you know, went upstairs, maybe, did I even take a nap? I don't think I was able to take a nap, so I'm like, it's all right, it's all right, I can do this, I can do this, I really never took a nap, right, so I wanted to get ready and I was trying to use the steamer, you know, for my shirt, I was going to wear this nice black shirt with red that I just purchased. For the show, for just going to the show. I knew I didn't have to sit in the audience, but just for the just to dress up, because everybody's dressing up. And uh, I put the steam that's when the steamer broke, you know, blew up. And then I used a regular iron. Thank God they had one. And I think I looked okay. You know, I was dressed up, went downstairs, and that's where I met <laughs> Debbie Gibson. Yeah, Debbie Gibson from the 80s. Uh uh. Uh, uh, but she was great. I uh, I didn't recognize her first. And they called uh, Debbie. I'm like, Debbie Gibson? She was like, Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God. My friend, and, and Jeff and I were there. And I was like, My friend Mark Cohen. Do you know Mark Cohen? Because she said she lives in Vegas. I so said, Do you know Mark Cohen? He's the host of the uh, comedy show in Vegas. My friend Mark Cohen and, and Sarah Silverman, like, we, Mark Cohen had this joke about you and your dad for years. Like, it was coming out the wrong way. But it was a really funny joke. And when I was saying it, Jeff's like, well, what's the joke? And then I was like thinking, wait a minute, is this a bad joke about Debbie Gibson? But then, it, no, it wasn't. The joke was, for years, Mark Cohen used to have this joke that Debbie Gibson, I guess, credits her dad for writing the songs. And that Jeff was uh, Mark was like, um, so when he, he's mowing the lawn one day. And he's like, shake your love. I just can't shake. You, Debbie, get out here. And that was the gag, right? Debbie, get out here. So I took the picture of the three of us sent it to Sarah and Mark, and I just quoted it, Debbie, get out here, and Sarah blew up laughing, and Mark knew it. I mean, they knew exactly what it was, the fact that you remember somebody's joke from 30 fucking years ago. (laughs) It was so awesome, (laughs) because that's how funny it was. (laughs) Debbie, get out here. (laughs) Uh, I think she liked it, but she was really pretty and age-appropriate and single, and I'm going to try to work this out. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. That's a perfect match for me, not for her being me, but it's a that's a, I like it anyway. We go to the show and now I'm like friendly with all the people. So we go to the show and Jeff is practicing and he's doing it We're in this green room. It's like in a big tent in a huge building and they got beers there and I'm like, well, fucking, I'm not on the show. I'm going to start drinking and they have Peronis for some reason Peronis the Italian beer. I don't know why. I mean, I know, I understand they don't want to put Guinness in a can. I get that. But the, so I was just drinking the birdies. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to start getting drunk. So I'm drinking. I'm having a good time. I'm talking to all the girls. So Jeff, <laughs> I know Jeff told his manager, like, he's like, I walk in from doing the show. I'm a little down, but I'm feeling OK. I walk in just I was holding court with like eight girls with headsets telling stories. I don't know, making them laugh. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't even know what I was talking about. I guess like I, said, I was drinking, but I was talking to all these girls. I felt like. I felt like uh, Woody Allen in in Annie Hall, when he's at that party in California, he's like, you know, he had just had a huge stomach ache and had to cancel his show and everything, and then all of a sudden he's at this party and he's talking to one person and talking to another. I it, it, I could never play the clip because you have to see the footage where he's just so happy engaging with girls and holding a drink, and having a good time, and then of course at the end, he's he's on the flight home, and he goes, it was fun to flirt, maybe I gotta break up with Annie, and a relationship is like a shock, you know, has to keep constantly moving or else it dies, and I think what we have here is a dead shock. Yeah, it was really fun, these girls were great, and um, I got a couple of their numbers or DMs, because one's moving to New York, I'm like, I'll I'll help you, I mean, with a boyfriend, so it's it's just, uh, you know, friendly, they're really nice, and 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 I'll tell you why this is important and that'll come up we're talking about tomorrow. This all adds up. When you take people's numbers, you you get to know them or something, it it works in the future. So I just I took this one girl's number and this other girl and uh you know, we all became like Instagram friends with some numbers I had number numbers and they were great. So then we, we all go back to the hotel. It's like 10.30. It was dark outside and it stays daylight till 10. I'm like, well, how long have we been in there for? But we were in there for a while. It was 10.30 and then we really can't go anywhere except back to the hotel. So we go back to the hotel and Jeff is a little down um, and, and he's a little sleepy, you know, and, and hungry. He hasn't eaten. So he says, I'm going to order room service upstairs. And I walk into the bar and I see Jack McBrayer and this comedian, Lonnie Love. And I'm talking to them and we're talking about the show and we're talking about how it works. And I, and then I said, um, may I join you? <laughs> I just said, it, like, in the movies. Because Jack had had some problems with me before. Jack McBriar, like, I guess things I was saying, which I thought he was cool, he wasn't cool. He's actually the person he portrays on TV where he's almost like a character out of the Book of Mormon. So if you say anything... Off kilter, he's like, Oh, that's not right. You shouldn't say things like that. And you think he's joking, but he's not. But by the end of you know, Tuesday, we were best pals. <laughs> so, you know, I this is what I do, right? I'm really good at making it better. So I wasn't sure if that would be okay, and I didn't know this comic, but now I love her. So I said, May I join you? <laughs> and uh, you know, again, we're in another country, so it's different. So I get a, a Guinness. I can't wait to have more Guinness. I'm so excited. I'm already three beers in. And, uh, you know, I get a Guinness. And I'm sitting with those guys. And then Jane Krakowski joins us as well. Uh, Jane Krakowski is the host of Name That Tune. But, I mean, you guys, do you know who I'm talking about? Jane Krakowski, you understand? She's in this. I'm going steady. And I French kiss. So everybody does that. Yeah, but Daddy says I'm the best at it. Daddy says I'm the best. What? I'm hanging out with that girl? I never thought that would happen in my lifetime. When my friend Lauren said, don't you remember she was a friend of Richard Lammers, our friend, and you might have kissed at his party that time. Then he got mad at you for being in the kitchen. I'm like, well, I remember the last part. So it's possible we had fooled around at this party, but I don't think so. But well, then when she came, I introduced myself. I said I was a friend of this guy, and she's like, I don't know. So who knows? But she couldn't have been anything but nice, and she is extremely sexy. And she looked really good, but she was tired because she's the host, and they tape like three or four shows a day. But it was cool that she came down, you know, because I guess because Jack was in town, and they were on a sitcom for eight years together, so they're like best friends. And this girl, Lonnie Love, this black comic, she's terrific. I love her and randy jackson's security guard this guy lucas it was great great guy so jeff calls he's like are you, are you gonna come up and hang out and i'm like no you gotta come down you gotta come down i didn't tell him who was downstairs because i was at that table i'm like oh it's jeff i'll just get i'm like come down come down so he came down and then he was like really excited he came down because you know we were really having a good time it was just like the six of us or whatever and then we were laughing i was on my second guinness and then I was laughing really hard, and Chuck McBrayer was just like, I love this guy, <laughs> you know, because then we just hit it off. I guess, you know, again, being a good audience, this is why people like to take me around. <laughs> and happy-go-lucky Jessica Dan, after drinking, you know, that's the problem. i got to be always constantly drinking. But it was really fun and then I I guess I asked uh, Jane, I guess, if she was married. And Jack's like, oh, no, no, we're not talking about that. But she she has a boyfriend, so I don't know. It's the same thing, you know. But she, her son was with her or something. But I, I don't know why that was. I, I, I don't know why. I think I was just I to that because I thought she had a boyfriend. I was trying to find out whether she was single or not. That's, that's what I was going for. I wasn't trying to be rude. I was just trying to find out because she's age-appropriate for me, right? Is that that bad to... Try and find a girlfriend who lives in New York City who's really pretty and age appropriate. Is it? No. Screw you if you think it is. What's the matter with you people? You know, we're drinking and it's just me and uh, everybody goes back upstairs, but I, you know, I still want to drink and I'm with that guy Lucas. This is a security guard guy. He's like an ex Marine. Great guy. Randy Jackson's like private security. And he's security for a couple other people like Ken Jong and stuff like that. Great guy. And we went outside to tell he went to smoke a cigarette and I finished my beer. And so I'm walking there and Jeff's like, Dave, let's order some ice cream to the room. And I'm like, I don't want any ice cream. He like, let's order some. I'm like, all right, what do you have? And they told us what you had. I said, I'll have chocolate. And they're like, well, you have to have three items. And I'm like, all right, I'll have chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. And they're like, okay. And I'm like, you know what? Jeff's sandwich looked really good. I'll, have, I'll order what he had, the roast beef. And he goes, it's a Reuben. I'm like, well, I'll have that. So they're bringing it up to Jeff's room. And I go outside to hang out with this guy, finish my drink. And what did they get me? They got me another drink, too. Whatever it was. um, I said, can I also have a Coke to the room? But they brought it to me outside. And I'm like, well, this is helpful, which it wasn't. And I'm sitting there with the guy. And then they come outside. And they're like, I thought they were going to tell me the food's upstairs. They're like, we're out of chocolate. And I'm like, you're out of chocolate. I said, just get me whatever you think is best. And you made me decide anyway. And you're out. I ordered three chocolates. You're out of chocolate? I said, I really don't care. Just order whatever you'd like is fine. Because I wasn't planning on eating it anyway. Anyway, Jeff's like, the food's here. And I went upstairs, and he had already eaten it. So, <laughs> I think he left me half of the Reuben sandwich. But I didn't want the ice cream anyway. But it was... <laughs> and... um. We were just talking to his, uh he's got this great new uh, girlfriend he's going out with, and we were just FaceTiming her, and you know, it was funny, it's like 3 o'clock in the afternoon there, it's like 2 in the morning here, and that was really fun too, because we were just, we were giggling, and having a good time, talking about the show, like technically the three of us, because she was like, you know, with us while we were eating, and hanging out, and that was like really fun, we had a really nice time just hanging out in the hotel room, he was able to open his window, it was a beautiful night, so just, uh, You know, nice breeze was coming in and stuff. We had a really good time, and then I went downstairs and uh, just talked on the phone for a while because the time difference allowed me to actually call my sister and, I don't know, a couple other people. Like, it was only 9 o'clock here, so it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, yeah, let's just, you know, I'm not ready for bed. But then, obviously, um, and I knew Jeff wanted to sleep in that day. He goes, hey, plan out tomorrow, plan out tomorrow. And I'm like, you want, I got to plan tomorrow? He's like, yeah, plan out tomorrow. So we decide. We see that there's Vincent Van Gogh exhibit is there. And I've told him this is supposed to be great, that an immersive Vincent Van Gogh. It was here in New City for a while. Everybody that went said it was terrific. And he loves that kind of stuff. So I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. And all I want to do is go to the Guinness factory, please. Got to go to the Guinness factory. So all I ask. Can we go to the Guinness factory, right? He was like, yeah, yeah, we'll go to the Guinness factory. I'm like, great, great. That's all I need to do here. You know, all my friends tell me I got to go to the Guinness factory. I love Guinness. I want to see the whole thing, right? So was like, well, plan out the day. And I'm like, well, I, I'll just plan these two things. I don't know what else to do. So, uh, But the eventually I go, I look it up, and I'm up early. I was sleeping for like an hour or two, and then I got up because I didn't want to fall asleep And when he was ready to go, and I didn't want to wake him. Well, he doesn't get up until 1 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. And I was hungover anyway, so I didn't really care, but I, it was impossible to plan anything not knowing when he was going to wake up. And it is not my a job to say hey, come on we gotta get going you know I mean it's his dime, so let him sleep till as long as he wants and obviously he was still jet lagged and everything and we weren't sleeping that much so again whatever he wants to do I was just trying to make coffee and I finally figured out how to make a pot so we went downstairs we had more coffee downstairs in the lobby and he's like well let's go you know what make an appointment to the Guinness factory and I'm like well at what time can we get there and he's like well we gotta have lunch first I'm starving and I'm like Yeah, but I think that's going to mess with our going to the factory. He's still not really giving me a time because I'm like, can we just have a muffin here and then, you know, go to the factory and then we'll have dinner or something like that. Whatever the case is, I make the last appointment at the Guinness factory. Now, here's the reason why you got to keep in touch with people. This is where I'm really good. Do you remember the story of the time I told you I opened for Jeff and Dave in uh, the Paramount Theater in Long Island and Dave... Atel and I got into a huge fight, and we didn't talk for like a month after that. Well, at that gig, I met these two girls. One they were trying to fix me up with and her friend. And remember, Dave was angry at me because he's like, I'm trying to set you up with this girl, and you're not talking to her. Remember, it was like that bad. I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not coming back tomorrow. Dave can suck it. It was like everything I did was just wrong. It was the exact opposite of what happened with Jeff. So I've been, like, kind of keeping in touch with this one girl. Her name's Crystal. And, you know, I just follow her online. Once in a while, we'll talk if she sees I'm out with Jeff or Dave or something, you know. Nothing nothing big, no big deal or anything. So she sees that Jeff and I are in Dublin. And she goes, hey, have you guys gone to the Guinness factory yet? I have a contact there. And I'm like, actually, we're planning on going. She's like, well, I don't see your, they said they didn't see your email there or anything. I'm like, well, I haven't set it up yet. She's like, well, let me know. And there's like, oh, my contact's gone, but maybe blah, blah, blah. We go back and forth. I'm like, that would be great. That'd be great, right? So I set up the Guinness thing, and I just pay for the thing and and for the regular tour at 4.15, the last appointment. And I tell her. And I say, well, I I know it's late, but here's the story. We have the 4.15 appointment. Uh, This is my email address and blah, blah, blah. I don't think anything about it. And I'm dying. I'm looking for a place next to the Guinness place where we can eat. Jeff can't go unless he has lunch, which I understand that part. But I was like, well, let's eat light and we can have a big dinner, you know, or something. But whatever, whatever he wants to do, just in. So I find this place right next door to the Guinness factory. Thank God called Harkins, really small, tiny place. It was perfect for us. We had like a little, he had the Guinness stew. I had a BLT. I was trying to eat light, you know. I didn't want to, but we also, I couldn't help myself. They had taco fries on the menu. Hello. Oh, my God. They were amazing. Again, I have pictures of everything. Jeff had the Guinness stew and a cup of coffee. I had a ginger ale and taco fries. Meanwhile, try and get a, a thing of soda there. They gave you the smallest of bottles. It's really, and when I ordered a ginger ale at, the, apparently they don't like to serve ginger ale there. I mean, I ordered it twice, and they were like, ginger Ginger beer? No, no, ginger ale. I just wasn't ready to drink yet, so I think that throws everybody off in Ireland or something. I don't know. They give you the smallest of bottles. Anyway, we ate at this place, and it was terrific. and right near the Guinness factory. It couldn't have been more perfect, and Jeff was thanking me. He's like, hey, great job. Great job. I'm like, oh, thank you. Thank you for appreciating how difficult this was for me to figure all this out. Anyway, we get to the Guinness factory, right, and there's a line. And I, and I ask, uh, what's the line? He goes, no, we don't need the line. Don't worry, we can just go. And I'm like, no, no, come on, that's rude. He goes, no, nah, it's fine. He's like, no, nah, they don't care if we get here early. And I'm like, dude, he's like, just follow me. But he didn't know what he was doing, right? I mean, he was just doing, he doesn't like waiting on line, which I know, but I didn't know there was anything I could do about it. Anyway, we go to this girl, she stamps our ticket, and then she goes, gentlemen, come with me. And I thought we were in trouble. And uh, she sat us on this couch, but it turns out that girl took care of it and they were expecting us and we got the vip treatment at the guinness factory and i was like yes score and jeff was so happy he's like oh that was brilliant that you worked this out i'm like yeah yeah don't worry about it so girl i kept in contact i mean think about these contacts you keep you keep in touch with and then they work out years later it's a goddamn miracle so we got. So they were excited to see him. Apparently, Will Farrell had been two days before. So this is what they do. So thank God this girl contacted me because I didn't know that was the thing that we should do. Like, hey, uh, Jeff town he wants a tour. I I didn't know. I'm not his manager, although I was acting like it. I should have got some form of commission uh, for the show, but I guess they consider the free trip to Ireland the uh, commission, which makes a lot of sense. But you know, you gotta, you gotta pay your dues there so that's why i uh, organized all this stuff but boy with oh boy did i get lucky because i don't you know he wouldn't want to wait online he likes to be i'm jeff ross this is the way it is and, and in many ways he should be like that but uh i didn't think it was going to work in ireland you know like i think if we're in the states. i, I don't want to make any waves but uh oh my god it worked out perfect we met this one guy he introduced us to this guy colm colm i think it was colm but it was spelled c-o-l-m And he just gave us the full tour, took us around, taught us all this stuff. We got a lot of pictures. And then, you know, went into these rooms that we didn't have to go with a tour. Or we didn't have to go with um, a whole bunch of losers. (laughs) Which is what they are when you get the VIP trip. You know, even though I am that loser. But when you get the VIP trip, you're like, suckers. And it was great. He taught us how to drink the guinea. I mean, if you've been there, you know it all. It's just that it was just me, Jeff, and this guy. So it was great. We go on the bar and, you know, I have my... Uh, oh, then, they, of course, they, they made the Guinness for us, you know, where they put our pictures on top. So I got a video of that. You know, they take a picture of it and they put it on top of the foam on the Guinness. And you have to drink it the proper way so it stays the whole time, although mine turned out a little wonky. I think Jeff's was fully intact because he doesn't care for Guinness. He drank half of it, but you can't blame him. He doesn't like beer. It's not his thing, you know. It was fun. And then they put you... It's like... On this, it, the whole thing is like a Willy Wonka factory. Because they even have a white room with like steam that looks like they're going to, uh, don't you see? You built a teleportation system. And then they have like a glass elevator that takes you up to the top in this glass building where you can oversee where Charlie used to live. Because it really does look all like poor. It looks like, you know, but it's much more fun, poor, not like Queens, which is disgusting. Thank you. Another knock on the story and all the crap that's out in Queens. But we, it, it was really super fun. So here's the issue now. Okay. We leave there, and Jeff's like, where should we go for dinner? (laughs) And now all he wants to do is see this Bob Dylan musical. You see where I'm going with this, called The Girl from the North Country, which apparently was just on Broadway, which I had never had any intentions of seeing, and somehow was nominated for a bunch of Tony Awards. And it was in Dublin, and it's road tour. So you're talking about The Girl from the North Country. It's a fucking Bob Dylan musical, and I'm like, no, but... This is Jessica Dan, who's ready for anything his host says he wants to do. Come on, it'll be fun. Like I said, Jeff, I will go to this incredibly horrible Bob Dylan performance. And I will go to this show because I like shows. And even if it's bad, it's still fun. I will go with you to this. But I am going to tell you this right now. I will be finished with you. If you complain about eating after the show, because we know how this town works now. now. Now, the fact of the matter is, is we are living in a post-COVID world or whatever it is at this point, where the entire world has been affected by COVID, the entire planet. So wherever you go, everything's different. So it's possible that all these places that close down early might not have, if not for COVID, because we know in New York, you can't get dinner after 930, 10 o'clock. And that's New York City. So in Dublin, it's even worse. And I said, Jeff, we are not going to be able to do both. This show will end at 10 o'clock and there will be nowhere to eat for dinner. So you have to choose. Do we go to a nice meal or do we go to see this stupid show? Please don't put me in a position where I'm going to look like a dick because I can't find you a place to eat. I was so adamant about this one thing. I wanted to be Just Coward Dan. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care what we do. Just don't get angry at me when there's nowhere to eat after 10 o'clock. He's like, well, I want to see the show. And I'm like, then I'm all in. I'm all in. Let's go see the show. We got tickets to this stupid show. We uh, got a little high before and found this little castle. It was super fun. I got just the right amount of high, and I already had like two Guinnesses, and I'm like, you know, I don't go to see a Broadway show like that, but I'm like, fuck it. I'm all in. It's just a We sit down. First of all, the seats in this theater are clearly made for people that lived in, I don't know, the 1300s where people didn't eat the way they do today or were ever tall or anything. Oh, my God. These seats were like sitting in a middle seat next to two fat people, You know, you are scrunched in. And I'm like, as if it can get any worse. They don't have air conditioning in Ireland because it never gets hot. So (laughs) they also charge for the programs. I'm like, can I have one? He's like, it's five euros. And I'm like, you motherfucker. I was so angry. I don't know why. I don't care. And I'm like, well, I got to get a program. And then I get a thing of water. He's like, you don't want to drink? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to fall asleep as it is anyway. So this show starts. And it is a piece of shit from the beginning. Now, I am positive that not only did I think, but I'm sure Jeff did, even though it says the girl from the North Country, I thought it was, first of all, I thought it was a story about Bob Dylan. It's not. Secondly, I thought it was a girl who sings Bob Dylan songs, who maybe tours around the world going and singing Bob Dylan songs. It's not. It is a shitbag musical, and anybody that says otherwise is a piece of shit. It's the worst musical I may have ever seen, And if you thought I hated Bob Dylan and his stupid music beforehand, now I hate him and the fucking ship he drove in on or whatever the fuck that term is even more. This show sucks. And Dave Elliott, I swear to God, I know you are listening and I know you worship Bob Dylan, but I dare you to see this show and think otherwise. Because after seeing this show, I can't wait to hear Bob Dylan sing his own songs again. Or anybody with a decent voice sing a Bob Dylan song. I'm going to tell you right now, and I know nothing about Bob Dylan, but this show butchered any Bob Dylan song you've ever wanted to see. And as if it wasn't enough, the piss-poor acting, the bad premise, the whole show itself is the stupidest piece of shit You've ever seen in your life. This goes down as one of the worst shows I've ever seen. It was worse than that horrible Steve Martin bright star. But it reminds me it's up there. Bad music. Bad script. Bad acting. Bad everything. One woman had an okay voice. But this is Bob Dylan. It doesn't matter. If you don't need a voice to sing Bob Dylan songs. I swear to you. This show sucks Let me play you a few songs And you tell me if I'm crazy I mean seriously You tell me as I'm disgracing Bob Dylan the way I would like Springsteen Or something like that I'm going for it I don't care if anybody fucking hates me For hating an American hero As Bob Dylan truly is Fuck you and this entire fucking musical I went to see the gypsy. Staying in a big hotel He smiled when he saw me coming He said, well, well, well The room was dark and crowded The lights were low and dim The problem is I don't recognize any I don't recognize any of the songs the way they're singing it. And this might have been the best one in the show. I'm like, well, maybe it won't be that bad. It just gets worse and worse. And then the only ones I did know, I didn't even recognize. A pretty Dancing girl there, She began to shout back to sh-. Now you can be, I'm like, Ugh, what is happening? Is this ever going to pick up? I mean, he's got to have some songs that move. While I had to move fast, and I couldn't with you around my neck. You said you sent for him, and you did. What did I expect? My hands are sweating, and we haven't even started. By right now, I'm just like. I'm just closing my eyes, and kind of falling asleep, really kind of fine. Like I'm like, uh, I'm like kind of happy, like I'm in a good place. I'm just perfectly high. And I'm like, I'm okay with this. You know, I'm just I'm going to I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. I'm very well rested. I feel good. My stomach doesn't hurt. I feel very comfortable in this seat right now. And I'm just going to close my eyes and fall asleep, which I did. And um, it was that was it was terrific for that. Piece of shit! This musical is. And Dave Elliott, I ask you seriously, this—you're okay with? You like Broadway and you love Dylan. You're okay with this? You go inside and stay warm. I mean, here's the only one I know, and I didn't recognize it. Ugh! Oh, you dumb fuck! Come on, Dave. Seriously, right? You're butchering the one song I might have recognized. fuck that show i mean fuck it it sucked even thank god jeff admitted it sucked when so at the ending of act two (laughs) i I was like praying maybe he'd be like you want to leave um and uh, the beauty was it didn't cost that much you know so it was only like 40 dollars a ticket 40 euros exciting but we leave and so it's at the end of the show and it just gets worse and worse like this guy, this narrator comes on, and it just gets sadder and sadder. It's so funny. Jeff was laughing so hard. He couldn't contain himself. He goes, and it turned out it's possible that he died. And nobody knew what happened of him, but he died. And then his son died on Christmas Eve, of all things. It just kept getting worse and worse. Died of a horrible accident, an accident that the likes that nobody had seen. But he had had a son himself. And he also died on Christmas Eve. It was one of those hilarious things where it just gets worse and worse. And it gets funnier and funnier the more tragic it gets. Because it's just so fucking stupid. So thank God Jeff admitted he's a big Dylan fan. He really wanted to see the show. Why you go to London to see a show, I don't know. If we were in London, or rather Dublin, I understand. But rather vice versa, you know what I'm talking about. Anyway, that's what he wanted to do. We did it. I got it over with. I couldn't have been happier. I was embarrassed. You know, a lot of times I come out of show and I'm so glad I saw it and I like bragging about that. I saw it. This is the one where Jeff put it up and everybody's like, hey, great. And I'm like, nah, it wasn't great. It was the worst part of the trip. <laughs> and then here we go. So where should we eat? I'm starving. And I'm like, oh, come on, dude. You said you said So there I am looking up places again. What's open? What's open? Nothing. There's nothing open. There's nothing open, but I'm trying. I'm trying. We're walking. We're walking around. We walk to this other place. We walk to this other place. He goes, let's go to the Temple Bar. Let's go to the Temple Bar. He always wants to go to the Temple Bar. And I'm like, I don't want to go there because the Temple Bar is very much like the comedy cellar. It's same area, same neighborhood, you know, uh, tourist traffic, 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 kids, you know, traffic. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to go down there, but I did whatever he wanted to do. We went down to the Temple Bar. We saw the security guy. He goes, maybe he can tell us where to eat. We saw the guy again. And he's like, no, everything's closed because he thought maybe the Temple Bar had food, but the Temple Bar doesn't have any food. And I'm just like, and now I'm done. I'm carrying a package because I bought a bunch of stuff from the Guinness store and I'm carrying a package. And now, I'm, and now all of a sudden it's late and I'm not, I'm not feeling safe. I don't know why. I saw a bunch of people. I, I, there was a bunch of bums hanging out and stuff. I was getting nervous. I don't know this town... And I've been feeling unsafe in New York City. So now I'm just, you know, we look like tourists. I'm carrying a bag from the Guinness shop. We, You know, we're just asking for trouble. At least that's what's going through my mind. I'm getting very uptight. There's nowhere to eat. So where exactly do you want to go? And the guy goes, well, there's a kebab place up the street. So we went to the kebab place. We go to the kebab place. Which is so funny. It's just like going to the Comedy Cellar. What's the only place open? The, thing, the falafel place right next door to the Comedy Cellar. It's usually open late. It's just, I mean, we might as well be on McDougal Street. It's the exact same situation. So we go to this kebab place. And if, obviously, I'm only angry because I want to drink. And I want to have a final Guinness. And I really wanted to go back to the hotel because the name that two people had uh, a day off the next day. So they were going to have a little rap party, you know, with Randy Jackson and stuff. And I was like, I want to go. There. I'm surprised Jeff didn't want to go there. But he loves walking around. He loves just walking around aimlessly. He's just, he'll go up to people and be like, "Hey buddy, where's good to eat here?" And I'd be like, "I don't want to do that in another land, you know, we look American, we look like trouble. We're asking for trouble." But he's like, "Hey buddy, where's where's a place to eat around here?" He he you know, he's one of those guys. He talks to everybody. It doesn't matter where he is, what he's doing. It's really funny. I was at this point, I was I was just done, you know. So, but it, we went to this kebab place we go in, and they're like, well, it's going to take a while because we have four people here. And I'm like, what? Yeah, we got these four people and then another person that we have to make food for. And we're like, what? Like, it just didn't make any sense. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, we, but we, they, we sat outside at a table, which I just didn't want to do, but it was all right. It was like sitting on the crappy street, people walking by, you know, it's making me uptight. But the food came in. It was delicious. They finally came out with it and just had some, you know, chicken and some lamb, I guess, and some rice. And it was pretty good. But then uh, we ended up meeting these two guys who recognized Jeff who do comedy. They said, oh, we just came from our show. We put it together at this bar. And that's exactly what we were looking for a lot. You know, we were looking for a comedy club where both of us could perform, which would have been fun. Uh, but we met these guys and they were so nice. And, you know, if we come back, I guess, you know, there, it would be fun to play there. I would have loved to have played like a little comedy club there, see how because because Kevin Nealon played one on Monday uh, for somebody he opened for some he opened think about that for some guy that's very famous in Ireland who was working on a show so he was able to do some time. I was surprised Jeff didn't you know want to do that, but it would have been I'm sure somebody could have recommended something for him to at least perform on Wednesday. I think that would have been much funner than going to this horrible play. However, on the flip side, of course, for me. I love complaining about a bad play and besmirching the name of Bob Dylan, who is just a piece of crap in the sense of let them do this. And he never went to the opening. His blessing might be he's 80. He doesn't know what day it is. They butchered anything he ever stood for. It's a fucking embarrassment. And so then he was just still walking around. We went back to the temple bar. And I'm like, dude, dude, I'm at my limit. I've had it. I'm going home. You can stay here if you want I'm sorry i I, I want to be Jessica Dan just go all day all night. I really want to be that guy, but it's over for me. I've had it and it's not like I diary. I just i just i'm this neighborhood is sketchy now it's late. we look like tourists carrying these bags I'm sorry i'm sorry i mean if there if anything else was open, everything's closing in a half hour. can't we just go I don't you know and then you know we finally got a cab, and I don't know whether he was upset or not that I was just ready to go. I'm not exactly sure what he was looking to do if he was he just wants to walk around all night. And I was just done. It was over for me. I've done the best I could for three days, you know, and I was just like, look, I'm out. When we got back to the hotel, I ran out of the cab and he was really upset. He's like, why do you keep running? I was and I was kind of walking ahead. One road we were on was very sketchy with very sketchy people. I was just trying to m- move up to the good section. He's like, why are you running? And I'm like, I'm just, I'm just trying to get somewhere. I'm just trying to get somewhere. I want to go. So I, don't, I, I can't walk this slow anymore and just walk around. It's just over for me. I'm sorry. I, I, I guess I wasn't the guy to go with then. I don't know if the last five minutes is bad. I, I don't know what to tell you. And then he was mad that I was running out of the cab, but I was doing this bit. The plan was to run into the hotel and kissed the floor, which I did, because I recognized the two guys at the desk, and I knew they'd find it funny. So that's, I, and he goes, why did you run away from me? I'm like, no, I was just running in to do the bit. I just, <laughs> that was the, that I was so happy I was back at the hotel, that's all. And uh, everybody got it, so it was funny, and it did. It was a successful gag. <laughs> but I felt bad for Jeff, because this was our, you know, last night together. So, uh, So then we went to the hotel lobby, and nobody was there except for that guy, the security guy, And he was hanging out with the piano player girl who was so hot, you know, lives and works in Ireland. She's the hotel piano player girl. But I was just so happy to get a Guinness. And I sat down with Jeff. I was talking to those guys for a little bit. Then I sat down and Jeff and I just drank. And then Jeff went to take a call. So it was just me drinking by myself at the hotel bar. And I couldn't have been happier. I really couldn't have been. I just needed one last Guinness before I went home. The Guinness at the Ireland Guinness. Not the New York Guinness. And I couldn't have been happier. And then the guys like the bars closed. I'm like, you know what? Give me another Guinness. Let's do this. I was just, I couldn't have been more content. Being like, thank God. I'm done. We had been, you know, we had been everywhere like twice. And that's the thing I was going to tell you is that. When I was at that bar Molly's and I told all these guys we were going to Dublin, they're like, how many days? They're like. Five days. And they're like, ooh. Ooh, like, like right out of Defending Your Life. Nine days. Nine days. Ooh. They were like, yo, you only need to go to Dublin for two days. Because Lonnie loved the comic when she took a tour. She took a bus and went out to where all the green and the mountains is. And I really wanted to do that, too. Because really, two days is enough to see everything you need to see. And I guess everybody knew it. You know, at the bar in America. They're like, you don't need any more than two days for that. I really I would have liked to have gone out. But again, you know, I mean, it's not like I had a bad time. I was thrilled, you know, to do everything with Jeff, and it was so much fun. And when I got home, I talked to my friend Katie, whose brother finally contacted me when we were in the show, like, hey, I can be there in an hour. And he would have been the perfect guy, because he knows all the after-hour spots. He knows the late. If we hadn't gone to that show, I could have put together an unbelievable night for us. But I had to do whatever. My friend wanted to do because that was the deal, and I was okay with that deal, but if we hadn't gone to that show, I really believe we could have had a much more spectacular evening on our final day in Dublin, Ireland. (music) And the next day, when I woke up, I knew my car was coming at 9.30 in the morning, even though I had a flight at 1.00. Went downstairs and I saw Debbie Gibson again. And I go, oh, Debbie, Debbie, it's me. Do you remember from the guy who had the joke about your father? And she looked good. She was wearing these little shorts and she looked really good. And she was taking on Belinda Carlisle in Name That Tune. And I really wanted to meet Belinda Carlisle, but I never got to see her. I saw Rumor Willis, but I didn't get to talk to her. But I talked to Debbie again and I said, you know, when you come to New York, look me up. Because I think, um, I, then I told Jeff when we were, uh, we were talking later, I said, you know, I think um, you should try and set me up with her. Yeah, because she's going to be in New York doing a show, and I know she's single, and I think this is the right girl for me, Debbie Gibson, because then we'll both be have our best years from the 80s. Of course, hers would be a little bit better, but uh, it's a perfect person for me to go out with, <laughs> Debbie Gibson. <laughs> Come on, tell me that's not hilarious. I mean, that is what Dave Juskow should end up with. Debbie Gibson, a star from the 80s. It's perfect. But she was really nice, very friendly. And she's like, well, I'm doing a meet and greet with my fans a couple of minutes. That's why I'm still here. And I'm like, oh, super fun. So she's still, I mean, you know, when you write a hit song, when you write three or four hit songs, you're good to go forever. That's all it takes. That's what still makes me mad sometimes that I never wrote a hit song in the 80s. Just one. Being a one-hit wonder sounds bad when you're in the 80s. But when you're 30 years later, then it's like awesome. Like we were talking about Aha, which I know, Bernie, they have more than one song. Stop it. <laughs> it's already, Bernie, I'm stopping you right there. And then, uh, oh, so then, you know, when you go home for a, you know, I was in the car, I got the limo again. It was nice. You go and you go through three sets of security. So thank God I was there three and a half hours, you know, three and a half hours for my flight because you need it. So you go through one set of security where you have to check your bags and everything, but you don't have to take off your shoes. Then you, go through, then you go through the American customs ceremony, so they take care of it all on that side. So when you get back to Newark, it's like you're walking off a domestic flight so you don't have to go through customs, which is terrific. It's a big time saver as long as you've got time for your plane. But I think a lot of people miss their planes because if you don't time it right, it's a very long line. And I was waiting for three hours And, you know, got there a half hour before my flight started boarding. So I can't even imagine if you don't get there early, you are screwed if you're flying internationally, at least to America. So they put you through a second, you know, where you take off your shoes and do the whole thing. And then they put you through customs, you know, where they check your passport and everything. But then when you get off the plane, you walk out like the whole thing never happened, which is really beautiful for me. I prefer going to customs at the end. I'm just glad the flight's over. I'm so happy to be landed and down, so I don't care. But meanwhile, the guy was waiting for me. He had a little sign for me, Dave Juska. It was very exciting. Came to the baggage claim, took my bag, drove me home in a very pleasant experience, and I just couldn't have been happier to be home. But then I wanted to go out. I even called some of our listeners. Like I'm like, I wish you guys lived here because I'd love to hang out with you and tell you my stories or whatever they are and I don't even know whether this has been a good podcast or not I'm just telling you the way it happened I didn't make anything funny or anything it's just what happened you know I just can't I I gotta regale the stories whether they're good or not I mean and and so I was like dying to go out with somebody I wanted to start I wanted to keep drinking I wanted to have the remnants the last days of Juskadan. I wanted to do it but like no one was around I called my friend Laura obviously uh, Catalina lives in Chile uh, uh, Jenny Sanchez lives in uh, uh, San Francisco. Marcy lives in Ohio. I, I, uh, none of my favorite people. Uh, uh, Dave Curry lives in Chicago. You know, <laughs> <nobody>. damn it! <laughs> these, apparently, these are the only people who are my friends anymore. I just didn't want to go down to the cellar. Like I asked Rachel, she goes, "I have a spot. I could eat." With. I'm like, ah, I don't want to go down there. It reminds me of the fucking Temple Bar. I can't do it. I can't fucking do it. <laughs> So finally I called my friend Aline. I'm like hey you want to eat and she goes I was just going to call Steve and uh we were going to get something to eat and I'm like be at my house at 8:15 and I'm like great and that was I wanted to stay in my neighborhood but they were on the upper west side and I'm like great I'll take the the moped up there and that'll be fun I'd already had like two or three beers at my house and I was feeling real good and I was just real happy And I went up there and I got another beer at a store, put it in a bag and drank it with a straw. (laughs) Like I was like really into it. And then we got sushi at this place, which was very good. And, you know, another one of those crummy snobatoriums where, you know, you you fuck up something, you get angry because you, you know, because you're considering yourself this great thing. They only fucked up one thing. The waitress couldn't have been nicer. Everything was great. It was really great. I was so glad to be there with Steve and, and Alina and, um, and they pretended it was my birthday. So they got screwed because they bought over a cake for me. And then they had to pay the bill because they're like, well, it's going to look weird. If, uh, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, you guys really fucked up. <laughs> so, whew. <laughs> that was nice. Um, one last free meal as Jessica did, but I thank you guys. Uh, I know you don't. Well, maybe Steve listens, but thank you so much. And It was such a good time. And I had uh, another sake. I had a, a large sake and a Sapporo there, and, uh, and did I have another one? No, I think I think that was it for beer. But I was drunk, and drunker than I had been in Ireland. Those Guinnesses don't really get you that drunk. You can really put them down. This time, I was drunk, and maybe a little jet-lagged or whatever, you know? So I was planning on walking home, and Alina's like, you better take, like, I fell asleep, like, I never sit in anybody's apartment, but she has this really comfortable couch. And we were watching, and I could hear myself snoring at one point. And uh, so I, but I kept getting up, and I'm like, well, I'm going to walk home because that's what I love to do. But she's like, you should take a cab. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. So I took a cab home. And then, of course, just before my house, there's all this construction. So it took like an extra 15 minutes to go from like 62nd Street. You know, four or five blocks to, oh my God, it was so annoying, but I'm so glad I took a taxi. That was the right thing to do. And I came home, watched a little TV, and then passed out, then woke up like three hours later, watched a little TV, and then went, I said, I gotta go back to bed. Meanwhile, when I got home that day, there was no hot water and no gas, except that was in my belly. Uh, it was just weird. Somebody had come in and moved my stove and turned off the stove, like, Thank God all of my cocaine wasn't in the ha- no. But uh, you know, somebody came in my house. Well, I just never expected anybody to come in. Nobody's ever come in. What are the odds? You know, you go away, you never go away, you're away, and they have to come in. I mean, I didn't care, it doesn't bother me in the least. I love these guys and I trust them implicitly. So it doesn't matter, but it was funny that the gas was on thank god I didn't want to cook, you know, and sometimes I usually do cook, but the hot water was working. I didn't I thought maybe I would take a shower, but I didn't. I was just too lazy. And then I'm sleeping. I'm like, I know they're going to come in at seven o'clock in the morning. They're going to ring the bell and want to put the stove back. I know it. I know it. I know it. But they didn't. They waited until noon and I heard the thing and they saw me come to the door and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, oh, I just came back from Ireland. And they're like, I'm so, I can come back. I'm like, no, no, no. I was expecting you guys to come. And and so he pulled, I'm like, hey, can we clean back there? He's like, oh, I don't think I can pull it any further. The wire won't go enough. And And I'm like, well, is there anything back there? And he's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what's back there? All cat toys, like 30 cat toys that I guess have been there since Selena died. Oh, it was so sad. I was always wondering when all that shit went. All the cat toys were all behind the stove. And I'm like, well, I guess if they haven't caught on fire at this point, I guess it's okay. So all the remnants of Selena are all back behind the stove. Oh, it made me so upset. I missed her so much. Selena was my girl. She was the best just uh i know we're an hour and 40 in and you know what maybe i guess i'll uh i guess i'll just tell you the rest of the story next week i'm sure you know i don't well actually i don't even know whether i have time i mean do i continue it's a we're so far in i just the rest of the story is like friday and saturday i guess i'll just tell you quick because i don't know whether i told you this so this is breaking news <laughs> After the podcast was over, and I don't remember what day it was, we got a text from this guy who we had on the Billy Joel podcast. His name is Steve Mandel. He's the music coordinator for The Night Show. And he sent a text to me and Alon saying, Guys, it's your time. You know, because we said we didn't want to go to the Billy Joel residency. We are always hoping by Zanzibar that Billy Joel would invite us. But as it turns out, Mark Rivera, his sax player, is inviting us. And we have free Billy Joel tickets where we're seeing this Wednesday. And I thought, my God, if I am in Ireland, but it turns out it's this week coming up. So Ilan and I are going to finally see Billy Joel at the residency. We're very excited. He said there's one catch. You cannot bring your December song signs. You cannot scream out December song. It's a joke for us Billy Joel A to Z folk. It's uh, an unreleased song that we all make fun of all the time. Anyway, so we couldn't be more excited about this. That's what I'm doing Wednesday, So, and I'm doing some Monday. So let me just tell you really quick what happened on Friday and Saturday because I was in my Jessica Dan character. I was so involved that I would, needed to prepare. Friday night, my friend John Vitti stayed over my house. I'd forgotten, and he stayed. I had company. You know this is not normal, Dave. Just I had company before I had to leave. That is a tragedy for me. But I'm like, I can handle this because I'm in Jessica Dan character. The guy comes over on Friday. I'm doing my laundry. I'm doing Amazon returns. I'm trying to get the COVID testing. But he comes in, and we go to Molly's because I need to practice. That's where I saw all the people. I'm like, hey, I'm going to Dublin. I told the three people, the waitress I know, the bartender I know, and the other guy I know. I said, hey, I'm going to Dublin. What should we do? Nobody had any ideas, but they're like, you don't need more than two days. But I told them all because I couldn't wait to tell them. And what did I have? The, uh, I, the, the, um, I was getting ready. The Guinness, not the Guinness stew, um, you know, an Irish stew. Uh, fucking a. I can't, a. Shepherd's pie. I had a shepherd's pie. It was goddamn delicious. And like three Guinnesses, but black and tans. And then we walked home and my friend was carrying this huge bag. He's such a weirdo. He was carrying this huge bag. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to take a taxi? He's like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And the next day he was walking funny. He's like, well, I think it's because I, I was like, why don't you just be honest? You couldn't have carried that bag. He's like, oh, because you'll make fun of me. And I'm like, yeah, I'll make fun of you because you're not honest. Just say you can't carry that fucking bag, you weirdo. But this guy's like always carrying his like IDs on him and stuff. It's so weird. <laughs> like, you know, like security passes and stuff. Eh, Hold on the story. Anyway, on that Saturday, you know, I had to work so he, he came up and, you know, whatever he went to his thing, and I did my job. And then Saturday night we were planning on working because my cousins were in town, and I invited my friend Laura too, and we went to. I recommended the Isle of Capri, whereas you know I have a whole long story about that place and its chicken parm greatness. So we met there, and I met my cousins there, and we said we're going to meet there at six forty-five. And we meet there, and my cousins are already eating. And I'm like, I don't understand. We're right on time. What did we miss here? And it's weird because they, I mean, there's a really great cousin, so I don't want to say anything about it. It's just very strange. And anyway, we order the stuff. We're having a really good time. They're terrific all the time, no matter what happens. And we had a really good time, John and my friend Laura, right? And we're having a good time. And then I want to get coffee, and the guy just wouldn't. And the guy remembered me from last night. I remember you. You gave us a lot of shit last night. It was really funny. The waiter, like, totally remembered. And I'm like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So anyway, they didn't offer us any coffee or dessert. I really, I always want coffee or dessert. You know this makes me angry. But they don't treat themselves as a, we're this kind of restaurant, so I don't care. But they give us the check. But apparently, my cousin Sherry has beautiful and amazing Sherry. She gives them her card to put everything on her card and pay for it. And this douchebag doesn't seem to get it and gives us the check and we put six cards on it because he didn't get the message like, here, take my card and I'm paying for everybody. So I was like furious because I'm like, oh, getting a, a, a free meal, is no other way to put it, would have been perfect just before he go away. I want to pay then because, because well, quite frankly, if I could be honest with you, I mean, I was surprised my friend John Vitti didn't pick up a check while he's staying at my house. I mean, not to be Jewy, I'm just saying, I don't mind splitting it with him when he comes over, but he was a guest, you know, for two nights, you know, under a very stressful time for me, and he didn't pay for our meal on Friday. Isn't that what you do when you stay over somebody's house? Even Dave Juskow does that, you know. I'm always like, let me take you guys out. That's my payment for you letting me, you know, use your facilities and stuff. So, so I was a little getting a little upset that I was spending so much money before I was going to Ireland, even though you think it's not going to be, but you know how it is. So, then anyway, uh, I got so mad that they, you know, did with the check and the coffee. And then I saw the owner and I didn't say a word. I just, said, hey, it was great to see you. The food here is great because she's so, it was the owner's daughter, you know. And I'm like, I, and she remembered me from last time. And I still want to go there and I don't want to make any trouble. But I was pretty pissed the way they handled it. They're just idiots. They're fucking morons. So I let it go. And my cousins, for some reason, I had to leave. They were like rushing us out. I don't understand what happened. But Gary had to get somewhere, and they were rushing us. And I'm like, well, then why didn't we go earlier or, or not even do this? I don't understand what the rush was. You know I hate to be rushed out. I don't have any other plans. Anyway, me, Lauren, and John went to P.J. Clark's after. I'm like, no, let's go out some more because I'm in a Dan mode. And I had more beers at P.J. Clark's, and we had a great time. And I was in a great mood. Even though I was traveling the next day. I'm like, look, I'm in Jessica Dan character. I'm all in. I'm ready. So all that stuff. And I was wearing that stupid Dickies short sleeve shirt the entire for both days. I was like, I didn't want to use any shirts I was, you know, using for Dublin. So, you know, but she didn't care. And, you know, even though she had seen me in it the week before, (laughs) I think, or something, whatever it is. I had a great time. And then, uh, you know, went back home and I was in a great mood. And the Jessica Dan character was working. Now, that's why I think I probably had stomach issues on Monday. Because he's talking about Friday. Uh, shepherd's pie. Three beers. Uh, coffee. Right, we had coffee after that. Then the next day, uh, chicken parm. You know, let alone Dunkin' Donuts coffee. a Couple of donuts. Uh, you know, four beers. Uh, wine. Uh, you know, uh, then then Monday. Uh, eggs, bacon, sausage, coffee, uh airplane food. You know, I mean a scotch egg, a runny egg, mussels with milk in them. There was no way anyone's stomach except for Jeff Ross apparently could not have an issue flying, stress, all that kind of stuff at uh by Monday night. I was surprised. It, thank God it only came Monday and I got it over with and everything's fine because that doesn't usually happen to me anymore. But it was hilarious, and um, I knew it was going to be funny today. Not so funny when you really don't think if you're going to be able to make it. (laughs) I was in that taxi. I'm like, this guy's driving crazy. I'm not going to make it. But anyway, that all being said, I've got the photos. The bonus episode this week should be great. Obviously, I'm going to show some footage on the Tuesday show. Monday, this Monday, I'm going to a magic show from people from Australia. I will explain all that next week. The hits just keep coming on Just Gow in the Sunny City. It's the summer of Just Gow. It's uh, all coming together even though he has this crazy job. Now all this stuff is happening. It's the weirdest thing. And on Wednesday, we're going to see goddamn Billy Joel. Jesus Christ. It can't get any better. The summer of Just Gow. Just Gow in the City. The summer of Just Gow in the City. Whatever you call it. I just couldn't be happier than to bring it to you guys every week. So, I'll see you next week on Jessica in the City. Don't forget Tuesday Show Live. We'll explain more on that later. See you next time, everybody. Good night.